lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast with your hosts, Andrew and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? Well, I've just spent the last 10 minutes complaining about how I'm terrible, so it would be a lie to say I'm so good, or whatever I usually say. I've also spent the last 10 minutes confirming your opinion that you are terrible, <laughs> so I can see how I how, it, how you don't feel any better. <laughs> a cumulative 20 minutes of being told that you're a bag of shit. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. Uh, no, I, I'm, I mean, I'm okay. I just, I'm just tired. It's just been one of those days i mean i say days i feel like saying weeks because uh it it was just you know i had drilled this weekend which is no which is no break you know you just no, it sucks sort of roll straight through and you work 12 consecutive days whenever you have a drill weekend and it's garbage it can be yeah no it's always garbage you know i think it's probably worse for you than it is for me i mean sometimes drill is pretty easy for me uh or i have like a hearing on saturday morning and then i cruise the rest the rest of drill but this was not one of those weekends this was one of those prepare this memorandum for this 07 uh and and please make it good and also don't forget to conform your memorandum to 25-50 and check it twice and if you could have that to me by 11 tonight so i can review it before the morning that would be great uh it was one of those drills Yippee! Yay! Uh, you, you know, and subject matter was weird and crazy. And then uh, just turned it around today and did the same thing. I spent, you know, all day working on a single brief. And it's like, golly, it just sucks the mental acuity out of you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know how how that is. I, I know weeks like that that aren't physically challenging but are just mentally draining day after day after day and you know what for your sake i hope tomorrow sucks too <laughs> thank you for that thank you for that so chances are i'm just going to be sort of a, a a sliding turd all the way through the episode like if you put, like usual if you put a turd on a table and you pushed it how it just like would streak across the like table leaving a snail trail behind that's going to be me tonight at least though it's solid enough to push, and it's not just a puddle <clears throat> or a pool. I think I'm solid enough to push. Or like an oily – I know you've had like this oily where you look at it and you're like, why is it separating from the water? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. There's. I get that after wings a lot. Yeah, no, I mean that's what wings do to you. I had, oh. uh, I had Toxic uh, this weekend, I think Saturday, and I had their ghost pepper toxic variety. Yeah, those are good. It was not spicy. They're not that spicy. I was, I like, as I'm eating it, I was like, I, I was telling my wife, I was like, taste this. This is, this is bullshit. You cannot call this toxic or radioactive. And she tasted it and she got a little coffee and she was like, no, 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 that's, that's spicy. Like, huh. <laughs> so if you're new to the show, Toxic Wings uh, is different than Toxic Nados. Uh, it's a local wing and burger restaurant here and they do they do some pretty interesting stuff uh but if you're if you're a real heat head there you you know most wing places have like the the garlic parmesan category and then they they sort of have a spicy barbecue you you know oh we're gonna get this is a little and frank's red hot original that's right and and then and then they'll have like one one to three wings wing sauces that are a, a step above the rest and they usually have like 
skull and crossbone. And five chili peppers and a flaming ball of diarrhea next to it. And, and like, for, for, for effect, they'll have, like, health warnings, like... You have to sign a waiver or, or whatever. So Toxic ha- toxic Wings has three of these. Four. Oh, four. They call them radioactive. And they're... One uh, of them's hot. One of them's hot. The Black Mamba is hot with a W, and it is delightful. The rest are... Meh. Eh. Meh. Now they're Toxic Sauce, which previously, before they opened up a second location, they only had one called Toxic and it was it's good it's it is both spicy and flavorful which is oftentimes what you're lacking in a wing sauce mm-hmm. you either get like way too spicy with no flavor or way too much flavor and none spice and that's what i got out of this ghost pepper variety it was delicious and i loved it and i actually used my finger to clean out the little little tub that they give you to dip your wings in but it wasn't spicy. I think the toxic is like uh, Frank's with butter and both habanero and ghost pepper extracts. Yes. And it's it's good. It's and that's tasty. the foundation that they use for their radioactive varieties. They use that toxic foundation. And then they add uh, pepper extracts from either Carolina Reapers or uh, like the Trinidadian Scorpion, which is the hot one. And it's delicious. Uh, and there's one other that I don't recall. But the, the Trinidad Scorpion one, I think that that's the Black Mamba, uh, and it's it's tasty. It's it is maybe may, it's my second favorite wing sauce. Because my favorite wing sauce uh, hails from Fire on the Mountain wings, which you brought back to me, uh, and you brought back what five ounce mason jar, six ounce mason jar. Yeah, it was a small small bell jar or whatever. It's just gone. I put it on everything <laughs> it was pretty good that's it, one of those health warnings that's one of the ones they make you sign a health warning it was a little you're... too peppery like like cracked black pepper if they reduced the pepper like the crushed or cracked freshly cracked black pepper content by like 30 40 percent it'd be perfect and so fire on the mountain is a is a portland wing restaurant if you and and, and it comes highly recommended if you're ever in portland check out fire on the mountain they have a few stores, a few stores around town. The most convenient is probably the one on Burnside, so I think it's on Twentieth and Burnside, and that's it's centrally located and it's always busy. But they got a ton of seats and they're quick. Uh, it's and what's that sauce called? <clears throat> I was just wondering the same thing to fiery myself. Butthole. It, it, fiery butthole. I think that's you, what it's called. You do pay a price. Stingring. Yeah, there is a tax associated with a sauce that hot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And my tax is usually phase three. Phase one being consumption, phase two being digestion, phase three being evacuation. Yeah. You, you know, uh, I've got my, my butthole in pretty good shape. My my, uh, <laughs> my guts are the ones that struggle the most. It's phase two that gets me. <laughs> That's the most horrifying thing I've ever heard. Man, you fell out. Come on back. <laughs> um, phase three is usually where I pay the toll. Yeah. Control it, toll. It's been the it's been that sort of lower that that maybe upper intestinal burn that's been getting me in the last six months or or so mm. I'd say because I, I think starting about the time we went to Mexico, uh, we we maybe upped the ante and and perhaps we're we're competing almost a little bit and and my my mouth tolerance got a little bit better and. Mm. Uh, my, you know, we, we ate some spicy stuff, man. 
My, my Shimane's gone. I need to order a pack. The three pack. Mm-hmm. Another hot sauce we've talked about on the show. So it's just so good. If you haven't tried it and you like hot stuff, get it. Yeah, get Shem- it. Shimay Red. They make a number of different sauces. The red is the one that we fell in love with. But there's another one that's even hotter it's than like that. Yellow or orange, maybe something like that. It's that's their right. their hottest, and that's that's the one I'm gonna get. But that red, it it, it was the perfect yeah Latin inspired hot sauce. It was flavorful bright citrusy and also crazy spicy i'm sure we've told this story but we're andrew and i and our wives are in mexico and we're sort of in a in an enclosed resort and and eating at the various restaurants on the resort and there was what 20 restaurants yeah yeah, maybe more there was a shitload and and we find this restaurant this this one night and cevicheria yeah it was a cevicheria and they they bring out everywhere you go they're bringing out pretty good hot sauces they've got like a fresh habanero hot sauce that they have at all these restaurants it was a salsa it was delightful that's right and and, and for that night it was just not doing it for us and so we call our server no, over no, no it was on the table it was already on the table oh, that's right it was already on the table that's right and, and so we try the stuff and we're like fuck this is good and so we call the guy over and we're like can we buy some of this? Or can I just bring some back to the room? And he's like, there was a lobster pizza left right. in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, we, you, you know, you can't buy it. And we're like, fucker. Maybe just like some to go, you know, or something. And he goes, hold on. And he comes back with just a full bottle of this shit and just gives it to us. I offered him a kiss on the mouth. He took it. It was weird. That was really, that was the most awkward part. That was the least amount I would have paid for that bottle of hot sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, the worst part is, and he probably knew this, bless his heart. But the the worst part is we're so enamored by this guy who's given us this bottle of hot sauce that we tipped him like 20 bucks. Meanwhile, we could have bought this shit for For 350. (laughs) So, yeah. That's how you win. That's how you win. How are you doing, man? Good. Since we last spoke. Mm-hmm. On air, mm-hmm. I have also been exposed to OC spray. Yeah. Pepper spray. Yeah. AKA pepper spray. AKA pepper spray. And it was unpleasant. Yeah. Highly unpleasant. So huh. for those of you... I told you to keep your hands to yourself. It was going to happen someday. Yeah. So for those of you out in the world who are wondering what it's like, don't wonder. Just expect that it's the worst... I'd say I was fully recovered from the effects about 20 hours later. Ooh. Ooh. No more itchy dry skin, no more itchy dry eyes, no more swelling. Like the following morning I had a uh, an identification photograph to be taken and um, I'll show you later. It looks like I had been out the night previous just into the morning. Going to town. Just getting it. <clears throat> uh, no question about pepper spray. Is the, is the pe- sensation, is the pain, is it a, a capsaicin reaction? Yeah, so it's... Uh, Oleo resin cap capcom uh which is yeah capcom capsicum capsicum that's the word uh so it is uh both the oils and the extract as i understand it so the oils like bind to you and make you hate everything about your existence and then the extract burns you which makes you further hate every bit of your existence and i can say with certainty that i've never been more uncomfortable in my life like it, it has such a such a violent effect on your on your senses that you actually lose the ability to think and lose the ability to like have basic 
thoughts. I, you still lost it, apparently. I, I still you, you haven't I, gotten I, it back. I, I, thinking back to it, I'm 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 trying to justify the way I behaved, <laughs> and it, there's just no justification. Like I just I reverted to infancy as a grown ass adult. Mm. Um, could could we put it on wings? I have to say that it didn't burn my mouth, and most people were like <laughs> hacking and coughing, and and complaining about how their mouth burned. And like, I was like, "I'm good." I was like, "I'm kind of into it." <laughs> um, so yeah, and actually, that's something that I want to do here is is do a do a, a load of wings. We can bring the family over, and and we can do some wings, and you and I can have an OC wing each. Oh, I'm into it, man. Um, I'm into it. Although I'm a little nervous about it, just the idea of it. So I can't give you a Scoville unit. Oh no, s- actually I can give you a Scoville unit say, because previously thing? it's been in the last couple of years that uh, OC manufacturers have shifted from a Scoville unit uh, rating to a uh, percentage of uh, of, capsa- of capsaicin in it. And here's the hor- horrifying thing: um, bear spray starts <clears throat> at three percent capsaicin. Capsaicin? Capsicum. Capsaicin? I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. Bear spray starts at three percent. Most pepper, so most pepper sprays are coming in at like under one and a half percent. And uh, so, if if you take that and then take against what uh, OC manufacturers up to a couple of years ago were measuring their um, their spice level at was two to three million Scoville. Mm. Like the bomb, right? So if you if, if in my head, if if three million Scoville rings in at one and a half percent, so three percent would then be six million Scoville. Yeah, mm-hmm. if we can get on board with that. Ish, probably. Every year in Yellowstone, there's uh, there's emergency room visits related to tourists spraying their children down with bear spray as like a preventative measure, like like this like a sunblock. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um. And I can tell you, like, I felt sunburned. Like the top of my head, I don't, I don't know how I got on top of my head. My arms, like, my arms are still a little bit tender, like, because they were burned. They were chemical burned, um, everywhere. I seriously, from the nipples up, was tender for a couple days. Uh, but anyway, I don't know how I got on this tangent. Regardless, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna OC some wings. I dig it, man. Yeah. Well, just maybe we'll drop it into Frank's. Yeah, that'll do it. All two thousand Scoville of Frank's. Pfft. Yeah, but I mean, we need to, like a carrier. We... Oh, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I figured we would do we would do like a Frank's toss and then a little spritz of OC, something like that. We'll do it on air. I'm probably gonna get fired. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, well, good. Anything else interesting that you did in your cop training this week? Uh, no. That was, I mean, that was the most interesting. That was the that's the big news. Yeah. Don't well... get OC'd, y'all. Don't do it. If 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 law enforcement ever expects you to comply, just do it. You don't want to get tased. You don't want to get OC'd. Yeah, because if you if you get OC sprayed by a police officer, by a cop, a police, as it were, like bunk, uh, you you're gonna so first you're gonna get sprayed, and it's gonna hurt, and it's gonna hurt, and then you're almost certainly gonna get cuffed. Oh, definitely. And then you're going to get stuffed into a back of the car where they are almost certainly going to leave you for longer than you need to be left. And then you're going to get taken to booking and get fingerprinted and pictured. And then you're going to go sit in a cell and you are not going to touch anything to make you more comfortable in that four hours. All I could think of the entire time I was trying to recover was 
I cannot imagine a world where I wasn't able to access a flowing bucket of water and soap. Yeah. Yeah. And some places, I mean, I don't know where y'all live. Some places are just cavalier about their uses of force. Some places OC is like a welcome. Yeah. What? Hey, what's up? We're the police. Oh, Portland, for instance, they, they're they pretty liberal with the use up there. Gosh, man, I watched a video of Seattle, uh, or of I don't know if it's Seattle PD or, or Washington State Academy. I got sprayed by a person, and I was closer than, than some folks, and I got a little bit longer dose than some folks, but this video on the YouTube, this dude got sprayed from three angles for north of five seconds. <laughs> Then he had to go through this whole skills course where he's like kneeing a dummy and he's punching a dummy, he's batoning a dummy, and he has to he has to draw his firearm and and shoot a target. Then he has to arrest a guy, and then he has to start reciting things like like word for word definition of legal terms, reciting it. Then he has to go arrest a guy and read his driver's license. And I can tell you that if if I was expected to do any kind of reading, I. I would have not had my job anymore. Yeah, but some people deliver pizzas, and you'd be good at that. I would be. Well, no, I'd eat the pizza. <laughs> people would be getting half a pizza delivered to their front door and expected to pay full price. It'd be a whole thing. Regardless. Uh, I mean, I assume it's a pass-fail, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, you succeed or you don't. And, and, and you succeed, pretty I, much. I, I if you I'm, don't die, you you pass. I'm employed today. Right. <laughs> so, right. I've made it this far. Every day is a new journey, though. Well, so we're talking about something near and dear to your heart. Very. We're talking about uh, watches for watches for. I don't know. Do you prefer to be called special? I what, like what do left-handed people custom? What, uh, cu- cu- your custom? Yeah. Hmm. You know, one of the watches <laughs> that I found today that I was ultimately ended up not choosing said that all people are born right-handed. Only the strong live to overcome that. Uh, and it was a thirty-five dollar watch on the Amazon. Um, with five dollars shipping and handling, I considered buying it. I bet it's a fucking winner. Probably not. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So today we're talking Destro's Crown Left, Left Crown, Left Handed, however you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, watches, and you know what? Fuck this market. There's <laughs> just not a lot out there, right? There is, and there isn't. If you're looking for an affordable left-handed watch, buy an Apple Watch. Turn it upside down. Wear it like you're comfortable. Say hell to you watches. Uh, because they're really not out there. No. They exist, but they are few and far between. Now, if you're looking to drop a shitload of money, you've got some really great options out there. You, you've got some, uh, some vintage monaco's mm. uh you've got a whole lot of omega seamasters you've got um yeah i mean theoretically Resins watches all you've the got... chronomatic watches which include breitling yeah uh so all of that uh all of the those 70s automatic chronograph made by that group we talked about this a little while ago the caliber 11 um you, you know caliber 12 i think there's a caliber 90 or something but those original automatic hoyer breitling a couple other brands i'm thinking uh you know panerai's got them there's just a there's a lot of north of five thousand dollar options and here's the deal folks that's not for me and if you're listening to us it's probably not for you Mm. and if it is send them our way because we'd like to see them 
Invicta has a surprising amount of Destro options, though. If that's your thing, yeah. They had a, uh, there's a Russian diver uh, that has the very uh, Vostok kind of um, rush or a diving bell or a diving helmet face shield, like the cross hatch. I don't know why I'm doing it. I, I just covered my face. <laughs> like you guys can see me. Uh, cross hatched um, metal grate across the dial. That was kind of cool. But it's 50 millimeters. And stupid. Yeah. And ultimately, so we're going to we're gonna <coughs> bottom line it here right up front. Destro watches are hard to find. Mm-hmm. If they're easy to find, they're way too big or way too expensive or combination of the two. Mm. Right? We yeah. Can, we can I, agree on that. I, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, you, you're either you're either sort of taking what you can find, or or you're really uh, up there on price pr- pretty quickly. Like north of five grand, I think is reasonable. You can find some vintage Seikos for neighborhood of a thousand. Uh, you can find some bullheads, which I think are arguably they serve the same purpose theoretically destro so so to talk a little bit about about what destro is so i think that the term destro means a person who writes with their right hand which is bizarre uh destra however is i think right hand or perhaps right in italian so these are italian terms so destro is maybe a misnomer destra on the other hand, is accurate, right? Right-handed watch for for a left-handed person. Uh, so the wording, the terminology gets a little wonky. Um, I, I think we will probably refer to them as Destro watches for the purpose of the episode, but the etymology was unclear to me. And and the functional uh, the functional accuracy of those terms is is not perfect maybe that just falls into semantics because if it's if we're talking about rights with your right hand as it refers to a watch maybe it's wears on the right hand maybe that maybe that verb is kind of is funky to translate yeah no i think you could be i think you could be right it could be maybe a to do with the right hand verb which which would make to wear your watch to do your watch right-handed sure i mean wear it on your right hand sure be the could work because i mean plenty of languages there's not quite the right translation um because most languages have words that we don't right we use nine or ten words to you know schadenfreude perfect example right (laughs) taking pleasure in other people's pain and they have a word for it why don't we have that word hard to say anyway hard to say um there is uh there is a little bit of an equivalency i i I thought as i was running through this to to baseball gloves because as a kid i always thought this is so weird a left-handed you put a left-handed baseball glove on your right hand and 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 vice versa right um you you know right-handed glove goes on your left hand Uh, oh yeah and so i always uh as a kid i always thought gosh that's the weirdest thing and so um, the, you know, you know, it's not it's not totally unique in that regard, but it is still a thing that can make it confusing. In any event, when we say Destro watches, we're referring to watches with a crown on the left side to facilitate wear on the right wrist. Yeah, which I think could be could be entirely unnecessary. Yeah, as our token minority, what says you about that? I what I don't like is that I have to take my watch off to adjust the time or date. Or I mean, I do it. too. 
But at the same time, I wind or set my watch before I put it on. Me too. Uh, now, my purely mechanicals, I wind throughout the day. I usually wind like neighborhood of lunchtime or when I'm exceedingly bored. But I kind of appreciate taking my watch off at that point and, you know, adding that second and a half on each end of uh, of filler. You know when I wind my hand crankers? Hmm. When I realize they're losing time. <laughs> when, when you've been wearing it for two days and realize like, man, it, it cannot be 6 a.m. on Sunday anymore. When is it's, it going to be lunch already? It's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, but I think what it comes down to is that as much as I would like a crown left, a left crown, however you want to say it, for the novelty, I I don't find that wearing a right-sided crown on my right wrist digs into my wrist. I don't run into any issues of discomfort as a result, mm-hmm. um, which, in, in fairness, a lot of... Uh, a lot of crown left dive watches are designed with that intent of people who are doing a lot of uh, movement with their watch hand being typically their left aren't getting the crowns and pushers and all kinds of shit pushing into the back of their hand. It's sure safely up their wrist. Um, so maybe being left-handed is a, is a bit of an advantage in the watch comfort game mm-hmm. that wasn't uh wasn't by design it just kind of happened and i appreciate that because i like being comfortable i'm lazy and i'm kind of a bitch so you can't use fountain pens evidently but (laughs) evidently that's wrong like sometimes (laughs) when you're told a lie when you're young you just accept it like i always joke that i would teach my kid that his thumbs were his pinkies and just see how long that would last (laughs) i didn't do it because i felt like there would be some like long-term trauma associated with that you just, you know, you know, there's always time to fix that. Yeah. Other people's kids, for example. That's right. Mine are too old for it, probably. Maybe. We'll see. They really trust me. The Leftorium. That's the name of the shop from The Simpsons. Ned Flanders' left-handed shop. Yeah. And the other thing is, come on, I'm left-handed. I, I, I suffer through enough things. I, I mean, and I'm, I'm not a purely left-handed person. Like, my, my parents were severely disappointed by my left-handedness so i'm i'm a really really ambidextrous type fella i throw right-handed primarily i kick right-handed primarily Uh, i'm right-eye dominant when i uh shoot pistol but i'm left-eye dominant when i shoot rifle i'm a mess and i i i fully recognize that um and i know that some people aren't in the same boat where their parents really supported and empowered their left-handedness and they taught them to do things left-handed I didn't have that luxury, so like in most things in my life, I am a disaster. Um, so maybe this doesn't apply so much to me, but I wear my my watch on my right wrist. Um, I also fish right-handed, so I don't typically wear a watch when I fish because I don't like it bouncing around. I golf right-handed. I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> you golf right-handed. I do. We've golfed together. I mean, I just didn't I've notice. used a club of yours while golfing. I mean, it's a good point. I never thought about it. Anyway, I think I think left-handed watches uh, exclusively are a bit of a luxury, mm. but I like them to exist. Left-handed scissors are a bit of a luxury, but I really like that they exist because I like to use scissors that cut right when I cut. Because uh, for those of you who aren't left-handed, when you close right-handed scissors left-handed, 
it actually it, it puts the pressure in the opposite way that the and scissor so closes. Want to open up, so they open up and tear whatever you're cutting instead of close and cut. That was one of the items you could buy at the left door am. Yeah. Just saying. Have you ever seen a cast iron skillet that pours to the right side? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I feel like you gotten a little emotional. There's some. Do, do we need to take a break? There's some pent up aggression here, and <laughs> and it's gonna you're gonna see it for the first and probably the last time in this episode because there just aren't that many, <clears throat> and I'm comfortable saying any watches available for the uh, watch consumer who we are talking to people who are looking to spend less than less than six hundred dollars on a watch that suits them and those options just aren't out there they exist puma makes one puma makes one nixon makes a bunch invicta makes some and then there's some vintage options there's some discontinued options but the bottom line is you're not going into macy's and you're not going to find a watch that fits you so let's get it started roll it out here buddy we're going to start with the Avig, 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 Corvid. And it is actually a really great looking field watch. Yeah, Avigs are great, man. I, uh, I really like their, I really like their aesthetic, their fonts and, uh, and everything. And this is no, this is perfect Avig DNA. Everything about them just screams beater field watch. Hmm. They, those are the kinds of things that, that and I've said it before. You could throw it at somebody and pick it up and put it back on, and you're not worried about it. They're using a uh, a Ronda movement, a Ronda quartz movement. Uh, the example that I have pulled up is the Ronda 703, and and here it is. It's 40 and 20. 40 and 20. 40 and 20. Uh, black PVD case, black dial, great loom on it. Everything about it just says field watch that you can that that if you want to to wear a beater watch and you work in an environment where you don't ever have to have a dressed up watch this would suit you as an only as a as an only watch now these have been discontinued for like five years right yes they have been but one showed up on uh watch patrol sold for a hundred money in the last week yeah Um, so they show up they pop up and if you're willing to be patient and to hunt around I'm sure you can find one of these um, for a neighborhood of 100 money. And for a, a unique watch coming from a, a reputable company who makes really great field watches, this is a killer price. Mm-hmm. I mean, their whole lineup right now, even even not being left-handed or destro, is killer. Yeah, I lost not after your... that Thor, their, that new King Seiko mm-hmm. look and watch. I think that's a fucking sweet watch. Yep, and and their, I think their tagline is not your granddaddy's field watch. Is that right? I, it's something along those lines. I'm probably a little wrong, so forgive me, but, um, <laughs> but they're really not, even though they have everything you want out of a field watch. Yeah, are, this has a role. I, I like the A11. It, it's it's maybe not A11. I mean, certainly not A11. A11? W11? Oh, fuck. We're going to do that again? I know. Well, so you guys know what we're talking about. It's A11. either A11 or W11 spec, but it, it has that look to it. You know, this sort of um, mid-century military watch look. Uh, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's just it's killer and a great price, and they're coming on an OEM OD 
uh, kind of Zulu style NATO, um, right? I, I'd call it a Zulu style. I'm comfortable saying that. Sure. Um, yeah, sort of a heavy NATO. Mm-hmm. It's a double. It's a it's a pa- uh, double double thickness, but looks like it's a heavyweight guy. I I just I'd love to get my hands on one <clears> and keep it forever. Um, because that's I that's that's a watch that I think that you get you don't regret getting and you never want to get rid of, especially in a Destro. Right. It's got. I, I mean, it reminds me a lot of the Timex MK1. You, you know, mm-hmm. it just has. It it looks very 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 similar to that watch, which I think could have. I mean, yeah, we we move right on from that. But I think you're right on that. It's just a, it's a really classic field watch. Um. This didn't get bumped at all, so I don't know what these are regularly going for, but I imagine it's in that same range. With the Ronda, with that Ronda movement, that 703, it's not going to be, you're going to be able to get this for under 200. The trick is to find it. Yeah, and frankly, a little bit a little bit on the bigger side for a field watch, but 40 and 20, you, you, that's going to fit anyone. That's going to be fine. Yep. Yeah. Dome, dome, dome crystal. Just a slight dome to it, um, and it looks good. It just it it kind of reminds me not in in style but of the Boulder Venture of just a watch you're not scared to wear in any environment short of a, a dressed up environment. Yeah, that'd be a perfect fishing watch or camping watch or hiking or hunting or carpentry or working in the backyard. Everything watch fapping watch. Yeah, this is my fapping watch. Yeah, he'd wear it on your left hand so you it wouldn't be winding, but it wouldn't matter because the quartz. <laughs> so I pulled another watch that you can't get right now. Oh yeah, I, I think this is going to be the most expensive watch we talk about today. Um, is that right? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think that's right. So, and, and and this is a watch that I think that you could find. They have just recently sold out. It's from a company called Sangen, and we actually got a tip this last week. Sagin, Sangen. Sankin, probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, another 40 and 20 watch. We got a tip this week from MGM Mays, who was, um, I think, feeling sympathetic about Andrew's lack of left-hand watches. And he said, he should get this. And then he said, also, I've listened to the show, and Andrew never paid this much watch- money for a watch. And I said, <laughs> I said, yeah, you're probably right. Andrew's cheap. A- and um, it's still a really sweet watch. So I don't know this company uh, I don't know this company uh, hardly at all, but their watches tend to always sell out. This is the Neptune. I think 695 bucks is the going rate for these. I looked and I couldn't find them used, but I suspect if you're patient. I don't want to be patient. I want to go to their website. I want to buy the watch. So they call it a Marine Raiders take on a gentleman's combat diver's watch. Sleek and refined exterior with an interior built specifically for rugged subsurface usage. And I'm gonna I take issue with that because there is nothing <laughs> gentlemanly about Marine stupid. Raiders. <laughs> for all of the Marines out there, I'm sorry, but Marines are just like break of in case of emergency tornadoes of destruction. <laughs> so this is a beautiful watch, right? It is. It's a beautiful watch. Um, it has it, it actually it looks really really similar uh to the notice line you know it's got some similarities and 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 some and some mark differences but you you know those lugs uh feel very um perhaps trieste or or or, uh 
Which is the other one? (laughs) Which is the other one? It's not the Trieste. It's not the Contrail. It is the Retrospect. These lugs remind me a lot of the rugs on the lugs on the Retrospect. Uh, It's got sort of a one-off dial that that says a little bit mill sub, a little bit something else, but it's its own thing. Um, The hands are maybe like. um, a semi uh, a semi stick hand uh you, you know it, it's not really it's really unique it's but it, it looks really familiar that's right that's exactly that is exactly what i was going for they they, they sell these on a um you, you, you know one of these ladder rubber ladder style straps which um, i can get on board with isoframe style mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, I think that there are only a handful of companies making these. So this is probably going to be very similar to what you'd get from Toxic and their Magnum or Borealis um, or perhaps Crafter Blue. Um, you, you know, this is going to be a, a very sort of high quality. Uh, I love it strap, I, I'm guessing, but it's probably not going to be anything special. I really dig the way they've done that dive bezel with the 15-minute indicator, the red inverted triangle on the top. Everything about it is just, is you can tell it's really, really deliberate. They didn't just throw this together and say, ha-ha, this is a really deliberately designed, if for no other reason, a great option just for the design that went into it. Yeah, and, and what are they? What's what's powering it? It's a NH75. I am almost. Oh no, SPRO. What what movement is this? No, that's the it's power an reserve. NE15. And I don't know that movement. It's an SII NE15 movement. Uh, so it's a Seiko movement, but I don't know the NE15. Manual winding, automatic winding with ball bearing stop second device so hacking quick date correction 21600 why aren't they putting that in the SNK ISO 64 or the SKX I mean. you know uh 50R's power reserve uh, here's what bugs this is bothering me a little bit they they're saying these terms which are not the terms that we use right does Automatic winding with ball bearing stop second device mean anything besides hacking and hand winding? Maybe these watches are designed to be sold to the discerning not watch person who want to buy something that's highly technical. Yeah, I mean it could be. It looks like a watch person's watch to me, so I don't know I don't know if that's true. It's a forty millimeter by twenty millimeter watch with a 49 i mean this is designed for watch people i just don't like some of the terms they're using maybe they're doing it to to grab both populations could be i think and, watch person's gonna look at this watch and say fuck me yeah in this description i don't know y- yeah I, I mean perhaps that there's perhaps there's a market for this uh, you know what really impresses me is they've used super luminova and 316l steel Everyone uses 360. I know, and Superluminova. Like, they're just selling. I know everybody does that. Putting tires on a car. You you, you know, I hate to, you know, I hate to say, what what am I paying 700 bucks for? Because I I am wondering that. Because that could be, that's a a gentle step up from an SKX movement that you're going to get a 200. 
Well, there's um, lots of there's lots of watches that use that movement that come in at at four hundred fifty five hundred bucks. I, I don't know if this is a step up from the NH thirty five, and we should probably look at that. And, and so sorry if we're talking shit, but no bracelet. Um, I mean, what? Maybe the value is coming in the strap. Maybe it's like a just a maybe dope. it's a, like a real isoprene or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like we're shit talking this, and I certainly didn't mean to because I think it we're looks not. like a killer watch. We're wondering. Yeah, thinking out loud. I think it looks like it. It looks like an awesome watch, and and it's a Destro. I mean, which is you're gonna pay a premium for those. Why? I don't know. Ah, maybe that's what the movement is. Maybe it's it's the just a left-handed <laughs> NH35, it's, or they just turn it <laughs> upside down. We gotta try. We gotta get some like uh, like an SNK and just. <clears throat> No, nope. people do this, turn right? Turn the dial around. People do this all the time. So they'll take Timexes, for instance, and and they'll just flip them around. You know, some movements you have to be careful in resetting the hands, but you can theoretically do this with any watch. Um, now, if it's a date... You're going to mess up the date wheel. If it's a day date, if it, unless it's a no date, you're going to have to figure out how to address that issue. Um, but you literally just... White out. Pull the dial up, flip it, if it's got if it's got asymmetrical dial feet, you clip them and put dial dots on it, and then you have a Destro watch. Maybe you just you just get a, I mean, even with a date window watch, maybe you just get a dial with no date window and just cover the date the date wheel. Piece of cake. Any any Seiko watch you could do this with. Any any NH thirty five watch, this you is... can go to Dagaz, buy a no date dial. Flip that baby upside down. Destro watch. This might be happening. Hmm. It's, I mean, it's it's maybe the most reasonable way. Buy a Seiko 5, go to Dagaz, get a no-date wheel or a no-date dial, instant Destro watch. Can I have your SNK? N- n- no, but you could use your SNK. I like yours better. Well, <laughs> <laughs> next watch, my friend, go. Okay, so... <clears throat> is, is this the lamest watch we've ever had on the show? 100%. No, there's a cool little little bit to it. But next up is, I'm going to start big. Nixon makes, Nixon makes quite a bit of, quite a, quite a good handful of left-handed watches. Mm-hmm. Now, reason being is that a lot of their watches, they design around surf culture. With dudes who, did I say dudes, with folks who are doing with a lot. Bras. Of, yeah, with bro. <laughs> with, with some, some bro sidens out in the, uh, in the ocean uh, with them in mind. And um, that's, a, that's a demographic of people who are going to actually experience a wrist bite from the crowns of, and pushers on their watches. So they have. For why, why is that? Because they're doing a lot of dynamic movement with their hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of falling, a lot of crashing. Uh, having surfed once in my life, I can tell you that I kicked myself with my heels in the back of my own head. Well, I've surfed a lot. I've never noticed anything about watch. I'm not sure I've ever surfed in a watch, though. So um, I kicked myself in the back of my own head. <laughs> All right. So with that dynamic movement in mind i'm imagining that there's also a lot of really dynamic hand movement that could be uncomfortable if you're wearing your watch low and i i 
I'm one who wears my watch low, right over that wrist bone. You wear your watch high, so maybe that's part of the issue, part of the reason you don't have an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you wear your watch low, you're getting a lot of crowns and pushers banging into you. So as a function of that, Nixon uh, has designed watches for brosidens. Um, so you get a lot of destros. The one that I selected is the Beacon Sport. Um, it's coming in at 42 millimeters, and that's why I picked it because it's the smallest option. Mm-hmm. Nixon also makes a lot of 50 millimeter watches. They're, I'm not they're exaggerating. Make the biggies, they make actual yeah. 50 millimeter watches with regularity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, can I can I say something? Yeah, I don't hate this watch. I I don't either. Which is the other reason I picked it is that it's it's pretty slim. I forgot to write down the the thickness of it, but it's south of 13. Um, it is a stainless steel case. It's a black dial with the, a cool function. It's got a, a tide indicator. So it's got a 12-hour sub-dial with high and low marked out on it, showing you your highs and low tides, um, which I don't know how accurate that would be. Because I was going to say, some, how does some, it... Uh, there's some differentiation in there, but generally speaking, uh, it, it can... It just, it, Analog um, tide-telling capabilities into the 21st century. For America, right? Um, but it's it's an, it's a, I think, a reasonable sport watch. It's coming on a rubber dial, I, or on a, excuse me, on a rubber strap. I don't like that they have it branded right at the lugs with Nixon written on it. I think... I don't mind that. I, I wish they didn't, mm. because it, you've got it on the, on the dial already. You don't need it. You don't need more on the strap. I imagine, though, that coming from a, a surf-esque company, you're going to get a pretty comfortable rubber strap. I like branded rubber straps. That's one of that's one of my things. I don't like Nixon branded rubber straps. Yeah. Well, um, but in the in the way of watches, this has a, a pretty classy feel to it. Uh, you're you're dealing with a lot of stainless, a lot of gray, silver, uh, and a black dial with actually with really cool hands with a tricolor. I think. No. No, it's just a dual color. It looks like yeah. it's got loom out on the out on the ends. Yeah, with with uh with rounded skeletonized. Rounded tip hands with a with a probably about halfway up the hand. You've got a white line breaking from the from the black line that's most likely loomed. Do we know what the pusher is? No. Oh. It's not a pusher. It's got something to do with the tide. Okay. You separate, separate oh, 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 setting yeah. for the time. Um, yeah, I mean, not at for two hundred fifty bucks. So I'm I'm not sure if I'm not sure if it's there for me. Uh, it yeah. on the the uh, the description, it's custom Swiss made quartz, which I, I'm trying not to be disparaging about it because it's, I just don't know. But wh- what I'm what I'm imagining is that we're dealing with a pretty run of the mill. It's Swiss some quartz sort movement. of Swiss quartz moon face, is what it is. Um, that would be my guess. But there's a mid green option with kind of like a brass coloring. It it's if if you're if you're in the market for, I just want to have a left handed watch. I imagine this is going to fit that need of being a. a a pretty wearable, pretty comfortable. It's quartz, so it's going to be accurate. Uh, watch and and I'm not one to say Nixon can't make good watches because honestly, they're not making the watch; they're assembling it. They're doing the design function, and it's designed pretty well. Yeah, 
Well, you know, you know, I go back and forth on brands like Nixon. Um, I've got a like a, a semi confession to make. I have a Nixon watch that I like that I just haven't replaced the battery in. You do? Mm-hmm. That's worse confession than I was gonna make. <laughs> I I got a I got that email the other day that or that text message, uh, that says, "What do you think about MVMT watches?" This is you know the person who knows I know about watches that wants me to to sort of weigh in on this watch they have. I could tell it was happening. That they have or that they were about to purchase? Uh, well, you never know. Different. You never know, right? So as it turned out, this person had a watch whose wife had bought bought it for him. And, um, and so I'm always reluctant to sort of trash a watch. But I just sort of think about it. I kind of just took a step back because I was... This per, you know, I didn't want to say I, I didn't want to be that guy, and so I you know I said, well, uh, MVMT are popular watches. Mm-hmm. They're uh, arguably fashion watches, but I can't think of anything negative to say about them that doesn't sound douchey or nerdy. I think you can maybe do better for the price point. I don't know that you can, but I don't know if you're hundred and fifty bucks. For Ronda and or Miyota Swiss Quartz, the sizes are reasonable. I think they're a touch big. I think they can they can run big, but they're not as big as Nixon's. I mean, these no, they want the, they run between forty and forty four millimeters. The designs are interesting. Mm-hmm. They they're mostly quartz, but they're good quartz, Miyota quartz, and, and some Ronda quartz. Um, they're not generic Chinese. And I was like, gosh, I'm thinking about it. And, and the more and more I think about it, I'm struggling even to say something bad about it that's nerdy and, and watch douchey. Like, there's just nothing bad about it. I, I had to sort of take a step back and say, why don't I like MVMT watches? And, and I'm not sure I can answer the question right now today. The only thing I can think of is that they've got stigma associated with them i think for me what i can say i don't like about mvmt or movement watches is that they are designed around what is on fashion right now and mass produced as a function of that there i don't see innovation or creativity behind their designs that i want to see in watches I don't know if they have an MVMT DNA that you can look at and say, oh, that's definitely MVMT. Because what's the difference between them and, say, any of the other watches in that in that category who are capitalizing on that Bauhaus feel being on trend right now? Which is not to say that they're not doing a good job because they're, they're hitting the nail right on the head. And if, you know, as a, as a business practice, is it wise to be saying i'm going to create this one of a kind really unique really specifically designed product that only a really small segment of the consumer market is going to enjoy yeah but mvmt this isn't 2015 where mvmt has two watches i mean they've got a whole they've got a whole host of watches so this is the uh, this is the one i was looking at this is a 40 millimeter it's called the odyssey gritty glow now this is obviously a bit of a like super ap ap or aquanaut styled watch but it's not aping on those for sure it's an integrated bracelet watch 
It is minimalistic. It's got MVMT's logo at 12 o'clock. It doesn't have any super numbers. Discreet, but super discreet and fucking sexy. These baton markers with the little bits of, or not, uh, these uh, baton hands or stick hands and these baton markers, everything's attractive. Uh, the, the date window is a little small for my liking. It's it's that purposefully tiny. Uh, I didn't even notice there was a date window. It, yeah. I like the color match on it. I mean, but that's sort of picking at that's sort of picking at straws, right? It's a forty millimeter, eight millimeters thick. Um, it, it's got a an integrated strap, two hand Miyota quartz with date, a two hand move, two hand movement. I fucking love that. Hardened mineral crystal. That's not great. Five. 5 ATM on the movement, but it's 8 millimeters thick. I love this watch. 140 bucks. Tell me tell me what's bad about this. Nothing nothing's bad about nothing. it. Nothing. But I I think the 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 watch kind of nerd in me wants to see a little bit more purposeful design. Don't just capitalize on what's cool, innovate. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, and, but I mean, in fairness, is Seiko doing that? Is Citizen doing that? Is, are any of these watch companies doing that? I mean, fuck, Rolex is not doing that. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that that it, it's hard in good conscience to fairly say MVMT watches are, are bullshit watches. That I mean, I those, wouldn't call it a bullshit watch. Those specs in and of themselves are are really good. So. Uh, you, you know, they might not be your thing, but I had to. I, I said I had a confession to make because I was on the website and I was really struggling to explain why it is we don't like MVMT. I felt like an asshole. I think it's just. I think it's just a function of of mass produced on style. I don't think there's an MVMT DNA. My next watch is a Seiko Men's. I think this is called the Land Shark perhaps is the nickname for this watch sounds dangerous no that does sound dangerous it sounds shark avalanche uh i've seen sharknado Mm, shark avalanche is better (laughs) i i I doubt that i mean i doubt that either movie is worth really a direct direct comparison so this is a it's interesting because is this a destro watch this is a watch with a nine o'clock crown and a four o'clock crown. It depends on what the nine o'clock and four o'clocks do. I think that the four o'clock controls the compass and uh, it's not. complication and the nine o'clock controls the time. That would, I think then you're arguing that a, that a, a G-Shock is a Destro watch because there is pushers on the left side. Well, the, the, the left hand crown is the crown. This is the crown. This is the compass control. I accept it. Okay. <laughs> Did you just reverse positions? Well, I, I misunderstood what you said initially. Okay. It's huge. It's 45 millimeters. Yeah, it's, it's like... Uh, the Orient Beast mode. That's like 48. Right. If the Avalanche is skinny Bruce Banner in a tuxedo, then this is Hulk, right? This is like the skinny Bruce Banner with the the tuxedo and tatters and heads turned green. Yeah. Uh, um, it's got sort of, I think of them as monster hands, but I don't know enough about the Seiko monster to know how accurate that statement is. It's obviously got a SNK or not SNK um, 7S movement in it. 200 meters water resistance, which is sweet. It's got a interesting bracelet. The lug, the lug uh, connections are interesting. It's got some features I don't love. 
but it is a left-handed watch theoretically yeah so is an apple watch (laughs) and you you can text from it i kind of like this uh 660 feet 200 meters of water resistance i can tell you're not feeling it i think i honestly i think my 200 meters uh or 200 bucks by the way i think my sole reasonable affordable Destro watches are the AVIG and what's up next is the Citizen NY0040 insert the next indicators because there's a half a dozen options for them uh, and you're looking at a Promaster Diver not the not the Ecozilla but you're looking at a one of their Promaster Divers coming in at 200 meters of water resistance there's a half a dozen colors there's some there's some variants to it but are you talking about the ny0040 here Mm -hmm. yeah these are great this is a a a citizen automatic movement which are hard to come by really hard to come by they're 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 powered by the um 8203 which is and and i don't know if it's in a citizen in-house or if they're outsourcing it from somewhere but it's an it's an in-house citizen automatic automatic movement and they are uh by all accounts fantastic movements citizen just moved away from them because eco drive is such a it's uh, making their money everyone likes movement they're coming on rubber straps for the most part i haven't seen them coming on anything else uh you got some different colorways and it's it's a good looking diver it's a it's a clunky looking diver it's not that far off from the ecozilla i think really the biggest difference is is the bezel and the the dial size because with that with removing that enormous bezel it has a similar feel you you know i I know what you're saying uh having seen these in person before they are not clunky they're very elegant actually surprisingly elegant i i think that's my take on them they do they are a little bit quirky they're enigmatic for sure that bezel is enigmatic um i do not think that they are any more clunky than an skx and and i was gonna say they have a lot of they they are really reminiscent of the skx that that dial is super similar the hands are different but it has both of those things are better than the skx though in my mind this watch is the skx but better a little juiced up it's better yeah I, i mean it's got a different movement obviously but same price applied applied indices or or at least applied appearance i i can't confirm that they're applied i assume they are applied indices uh comparable finishing uh, i think that it is a iso compliant dive watch i don't know that for sure i'm but i do believe it's a 6425 compliant watch that they actually did the 6425 work hmm. um and they look fantastic i like the texture on the bezel better yeah me too it's intermittent texturing on the bezel it's kind of rounded at the edge instead mm-hmm. of that sort of harsh i think these Teeth. are fantastic you, you, you know and if you could still get them today uh for and for my money I, I would put this on par with with the skx you know how i feel i i don't feel like the mako gets there i would put these on par with an skx and though. this is this one is on chrono 24 for 227 yep that's and that's where I found them in that two to two fifty mark, Me too. which is a killer price. You're, I mean, to get a prospect dive watch at a sub two fifty, yeah, it's great. And Destro, and they sell these on, uh, or they sell these with the full loom dial too. I've I've seen those, and that's actually th- those are the ones that have made it in and out of my shopping carts, and I'm regretting not buying them because they're not available 
almost yeah. anywhere anymore. But yeah, they're hard to find. In my mind, like I said, this and the Avig, uh, the the Corvid, are the two affordable options for Destro watches that are reasonable. There's a mm-hmm. there's a shitload of Invictas, there's a shitload of Nixons, but you're you're getting a 48 millimeter watch that you're just buying it because the crown's on the left side. I and and you know what? If those are if those watches are your thing. More power to you. They're just not my thing. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, we're we're sort of. We did our usual. We're not sure we're going to have enough to talk about. And I had a <laughs> lot of complaining to do because I I want left-handed watches. I want watches that are made for me. But bottom line is, I don't think they're necessary. At least for the way that I wear watches. Yep. And if they're if they are necessary, and I can only get a Panerai ringing in it north of five grand. Fuck it. I'm gonna buy an Apple Watch. I think you can get the the left-handed Pelagos for under four. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Other stuff. What you got? I have two things. Well, three things. Sort of. It's I, all... said other, I said other stuff. I think you said other things. Other things. Okay. <laughs> That's an angry flip of the page. All right, so here's the deal. I watched some movies this week. Number one, I watched The Perfection. God, you're the worst. And I owe it another watch because I'm of the mindset that if you watch a movie once and you don't like it, you owe it another try. Especially, if I mean, that you, is just simply not true. If, if I, I know you, you have this rule. If someone you trust has said, watch it, I liked it, and you watch it once and don't like it, you owe it another watch because you could you might just have not been in the right frame of mind. The only movie I can say with absolute confidence that that is not true about is Brokeback Mountain. And I watched it on the recommendation of someone I trusted. <laughs> no longer. I watched it and I was like, no, this is just a bad movie. This isn't it, it, it's not the content I don't like. It's just a poorly made movie. And I from then on didn't trust that person. Now, the perfection I see what you're talking about. I saw it all. It had a, it. It felt to me like a Tarantino. If you're just tuning in, last week I made a very strong, pitch very strong pitch, such that I watched it. That the perfection in my mind is perhaps going to be one of the best movies of 2019. So that's so that's just a callback, just to to give context in case you are a new listener. Or you don't listen every week. We'll forgive you. You're caught up. Andrew, go. It felt kind of Tarantino-y. It was, it was very hard turns. Like mm-hmm. you're watching segments. It, it's a new story with each chapter. And it is, it's even chaptered. Kind of like a Tarantino. Where in, in all of his movies, it's, it's very... It, it's chapter by chapter and then they all wrap up. It was hard for me. I'm, I'm somebody who can typically see to the end of a movie. Uh, you're not going to twist me. And this movie did not twist me. And I want to be twisted. I want to be surprised. And from from like the outset, after chapter one, I, I knew what the rest of it was going to happen. It felt very color by numbers from my first watching. Now I'm going to watch it again. And see if maybe I feel differently. Maybe I wasn't a maybe I wasn't in the right mindset to watch it. But I am not on board with it being one of the best movies of 2019. Not by a fucking long shot, Everett. <laughs> Next, I watched <laughs> Deadwood the movie. I haven't seen it yet. 
Having watched the Deadwood series. Yeah. I liked it. It's one of the few that I've watched more than once, that series. Yeah, I liked it. It offered resolution. Mm-hmm. It it brought in a lot of... The The problem that I have with it is it's not standalone. You can't make a, stand, a, a movie that doesn't stand alone. The movie is not standalone? It's not. You need to have seen the show. Oh, very and you need to have seen the whole show. I watched it with my wife, who hasn't seen any of the show. Wild Bill dies fairly early. Not in the movie, but in the show. Yeah, Wild Bill's already dead in the show. So it's a prologue. <laughs> That was no, my that was my that was my gratis uh, spoiler for it's anybody an who hasn't seen to it the, to the series, which it's kind of pitched as. But if you're going to make a movie spinoff of a TV show, it needs to stand alone, and it doesn't not not at all. Hmm. So the whole time I was watching it with Sam, I felt like I was explaining things because there's flashbacks to the show and it's and, and she wants to know what what had happened yeah because there's things that just don't make sense yeah. if you haven't seen the show interesting and i didn't like that i feel like you're being a negative nancy this last week. up night school oh my god yes night school <laughs> had me in stitches you like you know it's good when you're alone watching a TV show or a movie and you're laughing out loud. You have to pause it because of the the sound and in convulsions associated with your laughter make it hard for you to continue watching. And I rewound at points to be able to rewatch because of how funny it was and I paused at points because I was laughing too hard to take it in. Okay, watch so t- night school. Tell me more. Tell me more. What is it? Where do you find it? It's on I watched it on on demand. It's a relatively new release starring Kevin Hart who uh, I think the the tagline is a- HBO on demand. Or? Yeah, it, okay. or, or uh, Comcast or Xfinity whatever I have. Okay. Xfinity on demand. It's in the HBO lineup. Uh, starring Kevin Hart, who is a uh, high school dropout who went to work as a barbecue salesman, was really successful, uh, was invited to take over that barbecue business, blew it up, like literally, li- like literally, literally, literally exploded the the shop, okay. and then had to return to night school to get his GED. Okay, and it is a movie that did twist me. Because I called what was going to happen. I was wrong. Sorry, I spoiled it a little bit. Um, but maybe you're not as intuitive as me. No matter what, you're <laughs> going to enjoy this movie. It was funny as shit. It, it had me laughing out loud. It has Rob Riggle, who, like, his the sight of Rob Riggle it's funny, yeah. makes me laugh. Yeah. It just, just, he doesn't have to say anything. He can just be an extra, and I'm going to laugh. Uh, killer lineup. Absolutely watch it. You're going to, if nothing else, you're just going to laugh. So those are my other things. Two thumbs down movies and one thumbs up movie. That's it for me. That's it for you? That's it for me. Watch Night School, y'all. It was hysterical. All right. Watch the Deadwood movie if you've seen the show. Give the perfection a revisit. Well, I've got another I've got another one too, but it's also just it's just TV. I feel like we were heavy on the on the visual entertainment this week. We're lazy bastards. We're lazy bastards. So, uh, have you watched uh Designated Survivor? Yeah, I loved it. So, I Kim and I started loved Des- it. Designated Survivor the other night and uh I I love the story. Uh I think we're probably about 4 or 5 episodes in and it's super compelling, but it's one of these shows uh, so I'm going to recommend it. I'm going to give you a. I'm going to give you a hard recommend. I'm going to co-sign. However, 
it's one of these shows that really irks me. It irks yeah. me because it's lazily produced. Yeah. Some of the some of the writing is not great. Much S- of the writing is not great. Some of the acting is not great. Much of the acting. And they make they make mistakes. They make mistakes screenwriting and, and script mistakes that I find inexcusable. I think that is a function of network television trying to fill the 24 void. It's very it feels a lot like 24. Yeah, it does. And it has nothing to do with the lead actor. I don't think it was put together as well as 24. 24 um, also had its its weak moments, but I feel like uh, the contrast between quality of story and quality of production thus far in Designated Survivor is one of the biggest deltas I've ever seen. That's a network TV issue, man. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. You, you know what? He, if you're ever making a movie and you want to put an army guy in the movie, don't you fucking dare make that army guy flip his collar up because literally no one in the army ever puts their collar up, ever, unless, unless they're getting CS gassed or playing paintball. Yeah. That's it. You know, I did a lot of reading. Uh, I don't know why. I was I was trying to figure out, what, oh, ever just smacked his face on the table. Um, I'll be okay. I did some reading on uh, why military uniforms are always so, like, blatantly jacked up. In movies. In movies and television. It's because they don't hire consultants. And that's what it came down to. Because uh, I'd heard some at, at some point in my life, oh, it's because they can't they can't wear it right because it's a it, it's like uh-uh. like the military's uh endorsing it no Wrong. it's because they they don't hire consultants or they hire consultants and say no this looks cooler and sometimes it does look cooler hurt locker dude's hand dude's shirt sleeves rolled up all the time fingerless gloves Dude looks way cooler. But you know what? That's how operators wear their uniforms. Yeah, but EOD isn't operators. And I'm sorry for you all EOD folks. You're not actual special forces. You're just not, <laughs> right? Like, you're the, the techs, yeah, I'll buy yeah. it. But your O-grades, man, they're just like me. You're, they're not special forces. All right. Well, they're we're going to wrap it up right there. You're not. And I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys do some really cool shit. But you're not operators. You're EOD techs. Which is a whole world in and of itself that's super specialized and super high speed and super fucking cool, but you're you're not you're not DevGrew, you're not ODA, you're just not. And that's okay. You don't have to be. Because you have your own cool thing. But roll your sleeves down. Yeah. Because you want them down. Because if you get burnt because shit blows up in front of you, you'd like that fire retardant material between the fire and your skin. So, so- please, for your arm's sake, don't be a burn victim. So, if we haven't uh, made you mad and or bored you to tears today... I've said some inflammatory shit tonight. Please feel free to log into iTunes and rate us and review us. Maybe next episode. Maybe we'll next episode. <laughs> Alright, guys. Anything to say? We're always available on Instagram and or info at twobrokewatchsnobs.com <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to tune back in next next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.
music today is Bummin' on Tremolo by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.